Hey, dude. <laughs> you say beard yourself? Yeah. <laughs> it's a two-parter. I gotta get myself psyched up for this. Alright. Come on, King. Hey, I'm psyched up. It's Thanksgiving. Say hello to yourself. Hello, hello King? Yeah. Hey, Nick. Say hello to yourself. What's up, Nick? Yeah. We're here. <laughs> Undercard Podcast, Heel Turn Radio, coming with the collaboration. We're going to talk about everything. Literally everything. So give thanks to these five beautiful people that are here with us in spirit. And we're going to talk about that right after this. Wait. Drinking, we're thinking it's Thanksgiving tonight on Heel Turn Radio. Uh, we're doing a two-parter again with our friend Nick Kodak from the Undercard Podcast. Happy to have you back in the mud pit. Thanks for making the trip and the, you know, snowma. It happens every year. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was the adventure getting over here, but uh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Excellent. Yay! Yeah. Well, we give thanks for Nick for picking up uh-huh. all of uh, all of the amazing. Threads that we uh, we are too too dumb to pick up on. Or, We've been in the wrestling uh, wrestling doldrums. Yeah, we're so, so we're in the this... forest latitudes. Wait, you are giving me way too much credit. You've got to yeah. be careful there. Hey, so our our, our our wrestle conversation before the podcast really picked me up. Yeah, I, I agree. That Oops. was that was good. Uh, that was good stuff. And, and none of you will ever hear it. Oops. No, suck yeah. it. <laughs> That's yeah. the way to treat your audience. Yes. Yeah. All the listeners. Happy Thanksgiving! Uh, Nick, you want to just do you want to just drive this Clark Griswold style? Um, if you mean just flipping off everybody as I go by them, yeah, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all in. That's good. Sure. Um, so let's talk about. The we all haven't talked about stuff. any of the big stuff that's been yeah. happening. So no, we're gonna talk about all the big stuff. What are we at the end of November here? Yeah. And sense. we've had about two and a half months of. Uh, Stuff that have that has happened with the the big companies, yeah, and head to head. I, I had to go in head to head, and, and I haven't had a chance to really sit down and chat about it with anybody, um, and it's it's been eating me alive because I have conversations at Burning home. Wrestling passion. Yes. That's spirit number one. It's spirit number one. Woo! <laughs> Let's talk about it. NXT AEW. Yeah, had AEW head to head with NXT live. Have you guys had a chance to like actually? Watch the two programs and then get an idea of what you're. I don't know. Come up with any opinions. I stopped my network subscription, yeah. and I don't have cable, um, so I just try to catch. You don't watch AEW Dark, baby. Some of the uh, best. Some good. of the best matches are on the YouTube. Did I you? am. Yeah. So I I get my wrestling basically through reading. <laughs> That's an interesting way to get in. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll like read is it like fan fiction or no? It's like spoilers. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Spoilers and then just podcasts and things like that. Occasionally gifts or I'll watch a match. Coda gently um, caressed Kenny's thigh. <laughs> slowly, slowly. Spirit number two. Um, I would say from what I've read and from what I've listened to, and from what I've seen, it sounds like AEW is or was really kind of 
pushing the envelope, winning the war, so to speak. Which I hate that. Wars aren't two months long. No. That's not a war. <laughs> but that's that, a it's a scuffle. Yeah. Yeah. A, that, a kerfuffle. That NXT, though, the last couple of weeks has been crazy good. But has it been good because of the crossover and now that Survivor Series is done? Or has it been good because it's been good NXT? I think NXT helped those other brands. Yeah. I, I honestly think NXT just continued to elevate itself and kind of drug Raw and SmackDown kicking and screaming. I don't even know if they're kicking and, and screaming at this point. I think there's dead carcasses being yeah, brought along for the ride. And I mean, irrelevance. Raw, Raw and SmackDown, we talked about this a little bit, uh, shitting up versus shitting down. Like, ROH continues to get shit on oh, by God. pretty much everybody, but I don't think that the WWE realizes that like so. when they're trying to, when they were trying to, I think, keep NXT as a kind of, you know, uh, 2A type of promotion, I don't I don't know that they really kind of foresaw this happening. And, and I would say that I've enjoyed it because of that, and I don't think you can really differentiate, you know, like the, because of the crossover. I think the, the, the writing has just been a little better, the, the kind of excitement factors there. It's all the things that you want from Survivor Series. Sure. It's all the things we always complain about. Can we yes. get can we get some Survivor Series teams? Could we do war games? Could we do all that? On the weekend, where it's supposed to be like all of these a big teams. deals, yeah, yeah, and, and they that, finally did it. I think it's helped. NXT is elevated, like you said, these guys. But you've got, I think, some of the excitement was finally seeing some of these talents that are on Raw and SmackDown weekly come to NXT yeah. and be able to perform at that level we expect them to. Uh, the SmackDown match with with uh, Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, yeah. I think, yeah. is a great example. Dar- Daniel Bryan's, he, we all know how talented he is, how good he is. And he's kind of just been floating, yeah. you know, like an upper decker, not really <laughs> doing a lot, but just there. Hey, the topper decker. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it's really simple. If you're on Raw and SmackDown, you re- you do a sports entertainment match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're on NXT, you wrestle. You wrestle. Yeah. And then Adam so, Cole comes to SmackDown, and they have an NXT title match. Which never would have happened yeah. if WWE hadn't signed that preposterous deal uh, and... <laughs> With everybody would have no, and everybody would have gotten caught over mm-hmm. in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Oh, because yeah. that only happened because that, they yes. were like, okay, we don't have half of our roster, and unless you can afford to basically charter your private, own private jet, jet back, in. Um, you know, Which people were there think, for a long time. That, and that I think was the that best was thing that happened to the entire. How crazy that moment is, and how it turns things then for Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sets in motion this really interesting, you know. Moment, I I think where then Vince has to look at and go, well, now the cat's out of the bag. I guess now, yeah. now I have to do something. But, I have to be creative. Oh know. damn! And I think it's it was one of the most interesting and exciting builds to a, a non WrestleMania pay per view that I can recall in recent memory. Is That's it, not a takeover. Is it the first invasion angle done right since the NWO? I can't think of. I mean, I don't. I don't remember Nexus, so I'm not going to comment on Nexus. But the, the beginning, beginning of, of Nexus, Nexus was yeah. fire, where they tore the ring. Up, yeah. yeah, but yeah. then the, like the day after, it was like you know. Well, then John Cena be like eight Daniel people. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I have a question for you guys, and this yes. this was brought this was brought to me when I did uh, my episode with the Doctor uh, about a week or two ago. He posed this question to me, and the, I love the it. Doctor. So, the Doctor good Doom? Doc, uh, Doc I wouldn't Doctors? I wouldn't call him that in person. Doctor Love. Brother, not brother love. No, Doctor Love. Oh, okay. No, Doctor Chris Smith, the PhD that uh, joins me from time to time. Oh. He is the the smartest man I've ever known. Um, but he right, posts a lot. They need that on a business you, card. You did the smartest man <laughs> Nick's ever known. 
<laughs> Second and last time we're ever doing this in the mud pit. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I've had a good time. I'll see you. ACH, Pip Busek, throw him up. This has been Heel Turn Radio, live from Mud Pit. I'm just kidding. Well, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's on, my, that's on my notes, Not too. Um, he posed a question. If you have six hours a week to watch wrestling because you are a normal human and you have other lives. responsibilities yeah. or lives, which I don't, which is why I watch all of it. Um, you know, I have a five month old daughter. I, she sleeps and poops and I, she watches wrestling. That's all she does. So, but a normal human being, you have six hours a week to watch wrestling for each of you. Mm-hmm. Where do you divvy that up? What do you, what do you divvy that up with? That's um, an interesting question. See, I told you he was a smart man. I typically will catch up on Shikara if they have a show. That's yeah. not every week, so I probably alternate that with catching up on New Japan stuff. That's probably we're, two, we're two in change hours. Just um, like the hetero life mates we are. Yep. Yeah. Throw them up. Uh, long live a stream. Long live the zoo. Um, but uh, I think that for the rest of it, I'd probably watch NXT... <coughs> Um, I try to, to tune in. I don't always watch everything because mm-hmm. there's just, you know, there's certain talent that just doesn't click. And from week to week, I do think that they do a good job of kind of rotating people through and keeping some storylines going, keeping other things going. And I know you're not as road in this, but to me, one thing NXT really does is it feels like the end of the NWA, beginning of Jim Crockett um, on, on TNT or TNN, I can't remember, no, I think TNT. Not TBS. Um, TBS. Where they would have a squash match, they'd have a tag team match, but they'd also have like a, a contested match. Okay. But you'd get like, you'd get story. Sure. And it would be like this, you know, five, seven, ten minute things. That's why they had the television championship all the time, yeah. and it was a ten minute time limit. You know, and there, you would see draws. Sure. You know, I mean, you'd see cool stuff like that, and, and they always had it on. You know, they always had it on a worker. They, you know, they always had it on like an Arn Anderson or a Tully Blanchard. <clears throat> Or somebody like that who could or Lex go. Luger. Yeah. I don't think he had that belt. He would have had it Dude, a lot. I'm joking. You know what I think about Lex yeah. Luger. He killed Miss Elizabeth. Uh, in addition to the careers. Oh, that, that's got to be another episode. I want to come back and just do wrestling conspiracy <laughs> theories with you guys. Because I have a feeling the tin hats are in the closet ready to come out. I mean, there's no tin hat. Yeah, no. I, I have mean, mine. He abused drugs. Yeah. She abused drugs when she was living with him. And she, a story. She died in his house, I no, cons- no conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, True life. Was, that was that was not as entertaining as yeah, I thought. That was right. No, after, it's real sad. That was right it's after, sad. That's yeah. I feel bad saying that now. Yeah, no, it really, it sucked. And I, I'm, yeah. I mean, it was right after he also went over to Chris Benoit's house, but that's another story. <laughs> tin hats. Oh, that's real. Number tin three. Hat. Oh gosh. Throw them up. So we're at what three hours? <laughs> <Yeah>. three, <laughs> three spirits. <laughs> three hours. Three spirits. Yeah. Um, and then I think I, uh, I've stayed away from. NWA power because of Jim, Jim Cornette, um, just on general principles, Boop. which I hate. Yeah, because I love <laughs> Thunder the Rosa's Voldemort on there. Of wrestling. <laughs> I love the Thunder Rosas on there. Mm-hmm. I love Colt Cabana's on there. Nick Aldis, Nick Aldis, yeah, too. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I mean, there's a there's a host of people that I don't care for on NWA. Yeah, I, I, Jim I, Cornette I, being one of them. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's a it's the spitting image of 1970s. 
1980s, like all the good things, mm-hmm. the production, the lighting, sure, everything. A real uh, neat throwback. Yeah. yeah. Instead yeah. of all the slick production, yeah. it's kind of a cool... But it's so, I mean, that's the thing, it's so slick. <clears throat> like, you know, it's not like watching something that was taped through, like, the ass end of a, you know, a South VHS camcorder. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes you see the old fan cam and it's like, you know... Instead of watching the Zabruder film, we get to watch it in <laughs> HD. ECW. You know? Yeah. You know, like fan cam. ECW trades. Hardcore TV. Yeah. Jesus. Um, which is, you know, which is great. And uh, and I really would like to support it, but I just... Yeah. yeah. I, I think that there's two... To me, or for me, that's another one where I... There's a definitive part of me that wants to just because of all the great things I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. But there are people involved in it who I just won't support. Yeah, um, that seems fair. So for me, it would be NXT, and then probably AEW would get my time. Uh, I, I, that's, that's four hours. You've still got two more hours of wrestling. To well, we we already talked. Or did you talk about Chikara? Chikara and, 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 and AEW. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Just because that seems fair. I mean, Chikara without fail is the best story driven company. So around the world. My question to you guys is because I'm not as up on Chikara as you two are. And they and are this... also working an invasion angle right now that is off the charts good. How how do those of us that maybe don't know how to watch Chikara, how do we uh how do we find that wrestling TV or Chikartopia. But almost everything that's on Chikartopia at this point is on independentwrestling.tv. I would also um, say Chikara is an investment. Yeah. Because it is it is like reading a comic book. Okay. You can't just jump in and hope to know everything. Yeah, I yeah. follow their Twitter feed because of you guys, yeah. and I have no idea what's what's happening. You you but... literally have to go say, okay, I'm going to start at season two, and I'm just going to start watching. But I don't think events. that's true. I think that there's I think that there's jumping in points that you can like go through, and then you can start kind of like digging deeper and deeper. You know, it's like collecting comics and like trying yeah. to find old Runs. back issues, right? <laughs> sure. You know, you'll you'll kind of dig back and you'll be like, wait. Claudio Castagnoli is is freaking uh, Cesaro, yeah. and then you're like, wait, there's like five seasons. I of think I think you need Cesaro to you need to wrestling ants and like, yeah. a giant cob of corn and a Ooh. dragon. I think you need to pick your villains, and that's yeah. where you start your runs. So you can either start your run at the the um, Kings of Wrestling, where it's Claudio, Chris Hero, Eric Cannon, you know, where they're like the main antagonists. Um, you can start your run. Um, who else? Ashes of Chikara. Yeah. I mean, B- so you can BDK, the flood, the BDK. You know, BDK where, you know, Claudio is, Claudio and Aries are kind of the main leaders of that gigantic, massive stable. Where, you know, we're talking about invasions. Like pseudo-fascists. Yeah, they've, yeah, they have literally had the, some of the best invasion angles. Yeah. <laughs> um, Up to the point that basically the last couple seasons have just been about Mike Quackenbush or other... Technicos trying to build a team of Technicos that can prevent the next invasion of Chikara. Yeah, the Gekido, yeah. who are all like students bizarre, who... Bizarre, bizarre yeah, versions. Of, bizarre, but also students who had left yeah. and then came back um, under masks. Oh. Um, and then you had the Flood, which was like the freaking Legion of Doom. And, and that's basically... Like all the bad guys. That's basically when they shut it all down for essentially a year and then kind of rebooted with Ashes of Chikara, which I think yeah. is another jump. Ashes of Chikara is a great jumping on point because it's literally just a movie. Yeah. And it's like... It's all the little vignettes kind the of The vignettes together. put together of, of them trying to... of the main protagonist characters and kind of the gray area characters trying to figure out, you know, A, does Chikara exist anymore? And B, if it does, 
you know, what what is what do we do? Um, because we we kind of we lost. <laughs> this sounds more like a comic book than anything I've ever heard before. Yeah, yeah. I, I love great. it. I'm here for it. It is, and 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 right now you're getting this. What what I kind of I was thinking of thinking on it when I was listening to um, a podcast. I was listening to How to Wrestling today at work, and they were talking. It was How to Bischoff, and they were talking about you know Eric Bischoff constantly talking about the. His great creation, the NWA invasion angle, how it was never been done before, and and he just ripped it off from Japan. It's a ripoff from Japan. It's <laughs> the U, UFWI or UWFI in, invasion of New Japan, where yeah. they were kind of a cell inside of New Japan, and then had this like invasion angle. And I was thinking about because that whole group was like shooters. Okay, it was like Minoru Suzuki, and was in that group, and I can't think of who else. Um, but, uh, off the top of my head, um, but they were like this group inside and they were like, we're real fighters. Gary Albright, you know, we're not wrestlers, we're fighters. Um, and I think that's what we're getting in Chikara right now with the Crucible is like when they take those ropes off and they're having these no rope like fights, you know, and, and if you're not good enough, they put you in a mask, yeah. you know, it's like this weird cult thing going on and it's great yeah, it's like a fight club vibe and, and they like, like ran I mean, their own they ran their own show yeah it was basically like this underground fight club like training thing so and, it's and been they, really cool and they released and, and then and this is the thing chikara does that no other company has managed to figure out AEW has been the closest to it i can even think of chikara does viral marketing better than anybody else because that crucible stuff there was just videos that started mm-hmm. popping up on YouTube. Okay. Not connected to Chikara. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But sure. it was in the Wrestle Factory, and you just would see this weird footage of people you didn't know fighting. And then and then you were getting like this diary of this person who was talking about like getting picked up in a car, not being told where he was going, um, you know, being invited to go do this thing and you know how he fought and he lost the first time and he wasn't sure he wanted to go back and then but you were seeing in the background certain people you were like oh shit that's Ophidian and that's we haven't seen Lance Steele in like six seasons you know he got lost in the time stream you know how is he there so you started to see this and started to put it together and then it just kind of erupts you know and but they do this and it was the same thing like at one point during the flood arc, you know, they the um, Titan security, or Titan security, it's... Um, the T-Tor conglomerate. Yeah, T-Tor conglomerate security, when they came in and tore down the ring at the end of the season, like when they took over Chikara, they kidnapped a fan. Oh, no. And so the, then Chikara <laughs> ran like a, um, a scavenger hunt all over Philadelphia to find the fan. It was insane. Yeah. That's cool. And they had like all these hidden... They have fake websites... For like the T the T Tor conglomerate and all this stuff, I mean, it is like deep dig stuff. So, so people are really thinking about how to yeah. put something out there that the fans will resonate with. But yeah. and this is, I think, and like, I think not every fan. I mean, I think that yeah. that's it. Like, well, their fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their fans, or just like people that want that out of wrestling, or right. maybe you know, to be honest with you, I don't read a whole lot of mainstream comic books aside from Star Wars at this point because I just like it just. A lot of retread, um, so I pick up titles by artists or writers that I really like, but I find like Marvel's throwing a lot of those at Star Wars right now because it's such a hot sure. property. 
Um, and so, you know, to me, it's people that want that good versus evil narrative with all of these betrayals. It's all the kind of like high storytelling stuff that you'd get from, I think, the kind of best classic comic books or from the best kind of twists. You know, like Chris Claremont, I don't like as a writer, um, but Chris Claremont has written some really amazing X-Men stories uh, and those will be iconic. Um, that's the difference, right? I think WWE every once in a while kind of, they are these big brands mm -hmm. and they do these things that are like moments that will resonate forever, but then they kind of rehash them. Yeah. Well, I well, forgot one, Legion of Rot. Yeah. So a reason I'll bring this up, Legion, the Re Legion of Rot kind of story, um, because we got to see the finale of that. We were there for it. it was, okay, I go. Yeah. And it was a um, Cybernetico match. And, you know, they all came out. They were the Hexed Men. They all came out, you know, dressed similar to the X-Men. Only with, know. like, the kind of X-Force black and red. Yeah. Okay. It was and, really you know, it was the whole thing is all these characters are possessed by this, um, what is it, the um, Eye of Tear, which has been an object that's been in Chikara since season one. Wow. That if you use it on people, it basically mind controls. Um, and then Chikara, basically their team was dressed in the colors of the Avengers. Okay. And if Cybernetico is a 10 on 10 batting no, order. Seven. Was, was seven. it 7 on 7? 7 on 7 batting order tag team like Survivor <laughs> Series elimination. There can be only one survivor. Oh, wow. That match went like... 46 minutes or did it go over an hour it was long it was long it did not feel long it did not because it was insane it was basically the entire second half of the show really. it was so hot and it, which was crazy because we, we, we went for a double header and the first show the main event was uh lucha de apuesta where osiris lost his mac mask amasis. amasis lost his mask and i don't think we've seen him in chikara since and he came no he came back Unmasked a couple of times, but that's basically been the yeah. the end of it. Which was crazy. Because then Ophidian turned heel. Yeah. Because they used to be faces. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so that so you know, then you have this um Cybernetico and it's breathtaking because there's storytelling inside the Cybernetico. You know, as it's going along that is tying up all these things, but it's also you're, you're just seeing all these strange intertwinings from season, you know, from five seasons previously, four seasons previously. There's all these threads that are continuously being tied, but at the same time, every time they tie a thread, they seem to lay out three more. Mm -hmm. So I would always look at it this way, and I, and I know I'm quoting somebody else because I don't think this is my... It's probably me. I'm very smart. WWE, they make you feel bad for understanding continuity. Someone just tweeted this recently. I saw that tweet. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree yeah. with it 100%. For paying attention. Yeah, it's for paying, paying attention. attention. They punish yeah. you for yeah. yeah, they punish you for They actively attention. punish you, yeah. But like, a company like Jakar rewards you for it. Yeah. That's the difference. If you like intricacy, if you enjoy that type of storytelling, and you can, and you can get by the fact that, you know, there's a talking cob of corn or the... <laughs> That Darkness Cat Crabtree died a couple different times in the yeah, ring. Yeah. Um, nice. Or, you know, what, what else is a weird... What, what's some, crab? Uh, Los Ice Creams? Yeah, Los Ice Creams. So, what is the weirdest thing in Chikara you can think of? Dragon Dragon. Dragon Dragon? Without a doubt. Okay. Someone dressed in what a about dragon What about Retail Dragon? Who is super, mm. the retail version of Super Dragon? Yeah. 
But Dragon Dragon literally got his head knocked off. And someone was someone posted a memory of that. Did you see that? Yeah. And then the, the person who caught it in the stands like tweeted back and was like, That was me, I caught that. And like some I can't remember which wrestler was like, Hey, nice catch. See, for me, the weirdest one is CP Monk. Oh. And them knocking CM Punk. Yeah, the make and them knocking the head off of it in the middle <laughs> of a match, and it was the necro butcher underneath it. Um, and people lost their mind because, and then he proceeded because they were wrestling a couple ROH dojo kids, and he proceeded just to brutalize them. So it's still in CP Monk, yeah, guard, it, guard, just without except the head. Sure. without the head on, so, which was just <laughs> crazy because that was at the time when ROH, CZW, and Chikara all. Kind of okay. intertwined work together. together. So is is Chikara more so Lucha Underground than WWE, or is like it's fantas? It's uh, more. S- yeah, people yeah. die. Characters die all yeah. the time. I would say that on the spectrum, uh, Chikara is at one end, and let's say New Japan is at the other end. That makes total and sense. I can. But New Japan guys show up in Chikara. Like Okada wrestled in Chikara. That is true. <laughs> but but they come in and they're like touted as these international yeah. superstars. The Joshi girls have been in for they King of trios King of number of trios. Time. Sentai girls won uh, trios. Wow. The the boys, uh, uh, Trevor Bate or, uh, or yeah. Tyler Bate, and, strong style. Yeah, Bruce strong style was in Bullet Club. Yeah, you know Aerostar, um, wow. Drago, and, Drago, and um, Phoenix. Yeah, were a team King of Trios one year. But yeah, to me, New Japan is on kind of one end. They're the and sports kind of on the other very end. realistic. And then yeah. Chikara is the PG, and which Underground is the R. Okay, yeah. okay, so yeah. that, that so makes... I think Chikara is kind of up here in the top left corner, <laughs> and I think Lucha Underground is kind of in the. The bottom left corner. Okay, you know, like right. they, they are kind of the extremes in the kind of matrix Whereas the, of this. The, like it's more of a fantasy storytelling, yeah, comic book kind of vibe as opposed to like New Japan, where it's yeah, like this we're, is we're, 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 we're shoot. Strong strong style, style, yeah. I kind of feel like in, in times here, and Lucha Underground kind of lost me. And Chikara never loses. Me. Sure. Like I, I I don't know if anybody else felt that way. No, like, I did. I watched the first. I don't know how many seasons they they ended sometimes up. Sometimes I but, feel like that way with Chikara too. Do you? Yeah, I think that there's definitely been seasons where I have had my attention wane. Um, I think that the last couple have been extraordinary. Um, I th- but I think that some of those are when there's been lulls where it's the kind of uh, Rocky Johnson blue chipper type of thing like bringing Mr. Touchdown back after he was like possessed as a good guy. you do not like Mark Angelo Setti. No, I loved him as a bad as guy. As a heel, I felt, he was fantastic. And he was but good as a face previously. you disliked him forever. No, it's because, no I, that's not true. That's not true. I disliked that they turned him heel and then for kind of no good reason aside from like, I'm not possessed and all of a sudden like people were supposed to forgive him. I didn't... That I agree with. Because that, there were so many other characters who did not get that pass. Yeah. And they kind of pushed that pass on us, and and there was there was obviously storyline implications to that. No, and it made sense. But and that storyline, I would not trade for anything. No, the, him winning the belt. Yeah, and then how that all transpired, and then yeah. him we're just going to talk about to, this, yeah. and don't even worry about. I'm it. not worried. I'm just I'm taking it all yeah. in. I, but I would also <laughs> say, I mean, again, a perfect example of what they can do transformatively with a character is Juan Francisco de Coronado, for what like five seasons yeah. is like. Just absolutely despised. Just one of the worst. Like a guy who takes seven minutes to do his entrance. He literally you know, walks like as his, slowly as possible. His like 
flagpole will go through the curtain <laughs> and then he'll pause there for a good like 10, 10 seconds and then slowly walk out and he will walk all the way around the ring and it's a good minute long entrance at least. And, oh, at least. And he's a really good technical wrestler. Yeah. Um, and then he got served papers where he could not... Well, he lost his he lost his fortune. He lost yeah, his, he lost his he fortune. He lost his fortune and he lost his citizenship. Yeah, so then um, he was forced to become... John Francisco John... of Coronado. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Juan John... Francisco yeah, of Coronado. Yeah, John, John Francis of Coronado. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he turned into like white meat, like... red hot white meat American baby face. Yeah. American flag, you know, sometimes like American bow tie. Yeah. You know, and just, and he's so over, it's ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, they're able to kind of, they just encourage, like, you to feel so much just... Investment. Investment and joy. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's a weird company because they are just like, just have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, they want you just to have the best time possible. It, it's amazing how that thought process can get lost in this industry. Yeah. And how, you know, I, I think we, we touched on it a little bit with, you know, with WWE and the, the big guys there, where they punish you for being a participant. They yeah. punish you for paying attention. They punish you for watching every like single week. Remembering continuity. Remembering yeah. what happened, I would say, a year ago, but, I mean, for crying out loud, six months ago, a month ago, yeah. an hour ago. Yeah, on the last show. I, yeah. yeah. Arn Anderson talked about that on his podcast this week. He said when they went to WWF, he and Tully, and they got... They became the brain busters, and they was asking him, "What did you think about that?" And he was like, "It didn't bother me anything. You're sticking your body to the brain, heen and whatever." He's like, "What bothered me was the fact I would go out in those arenas, and there would be people holding up the four horsemen sign, and we were told, do not acknowledge." Right. He was like, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" Right. And I, and I think they've loosened up on that recently, which I really really like. You know, they've mentioned with Nakamura and Styles um, in their WrestleMania match, and then uh, again in that triple threat match at Survivor Series, they brought that at least up to the fact, like, yeah. hey, these two, this, their rivalry goes all the way back to Japan. And I'm like, at least that's a step forward, a little bit of progress, because any of us who are fans before, like, yes, we, we all watched that Wrestle Kingdom match. We know, even if we didn't, we know that's where they came from. You know, AJ Styles, as a member of the Bullet Club, is not a... a Fact shrouded in secrecy. Yeah. You know. Well, how now you're showing a, a network commercial saying, "Hey, watch old episodes of Thunder with AJ Styles on right. them." You know, it's like you know we know these Team people Air existed. Paris. Yeah, Whoa. we know these people existed somewhere. Yes, they they can you know because they they've played with the whole indie darling thing before, where somebody like Baron Corbin doesn't yeah. like Guy B. Whoever it is, wrestled in bingo hall. Yeah, you know whether it was AJ Styles or whether it was yeah. Nakamura, whether it was Bar- Daniel Bryan. CM so they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they just regurgitated an entire ROH storyline. Yes, yeah. out, you know. Well, well that's Summer a of Punk point. again, again, yeah, again, yeah. again, and again. Except for uh, the gamer inserts uh, himself. Uh, that was that was Ponytail Triple H, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my other two hours uh, a week that I watch is typically on independent wrestling TV, and I like subgraphs and I like Beyond Wrestling. Be- if that's one where and if, freelance, if I had the disposable income, which I just don't, we literally can share. Um, we we can I, we literally. I, would, I have this. The password's the same. Because don't let it right now. Because <laughs> say you might want to be careful with that. Because I think I was the one who introduced you to Beyond. Yeah, and I found Beyond because of um, Tim Thatcher, 
Biff Busick, Throw and out. Drew Gulak. Um, I loved Biff in Beyond Wrestling, and I found Biff Busick from seeing him debut in um, PWG. Okay. And I was like, who is this crazy fucker? <laughs> you know, and, and someone on a board had said, like, oh, then Beyond Wrestling, you know, and it was just full intensity all the time. That's where I got introduced to, like, Team Tremendous and the Beaver Boys, and I was like, Beyond's great. I mean, they have just, they have a vibe that is very similar to PWG to me. Um, and at the same time, they have some of the sensibility that Chikara has. Sure. So, hey, can we take a little break and come back and talk about all of the uh, castaways and where we think they're going to end up? Because I have a lot of thoughts. You have feelings? I have. He has thoughts feelings. and feelings. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to, uh, I mean, not right now because I'm very congested because of the storm front that's moved through, but. Uh, I will throw one up for uh, for Biff Busick because Biff's back, baby. Fourth gun. Biff's back. Welcome to one, China. Two. One, two. We'll be right back with Nick Kodak from the Undercard Podcast. It's Heel Turn Radio. Life from Life Pack. One, two. How much alike we are. Perhaps we're long lost brothers. We even think the same. You know there may be others. Spirit is back with the fourth gun. We're going to talk about Biff Busick. We're going to talk about ACH. We're going to talk about uh, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Uh, you know, the big, the big unit. Okay. So this is what's happening now. You're just I'm, assigning new I'm nicknames. just giving new nicknames. Nice. Uh, so the, the revolt is on. The revival? Uh, the, not, throw them in there as well. Yeah, I mean everybody. There's been so many people that have said like, "Hey, we're we're quitting," um, uh, or "I will be done when my when my day is done." Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Mike Canales. Couple, couple of Mike the Lucha Canales. guys. Sin Cara. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, more most recently at yeah. least. Uh, or the, the, the third. Luck of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I it, was Sin I think is the most difficult to place somewhere. The only thing I could think of is him going to Japan. Why? Why would he not go to Mexico and be a god? Because he's not the original Sin Cara. Yeah, but the original Sin Cara isn't Sin Cara. He's Mysticiziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziz
I, oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say, I don't know how they got there. I was gonna say, I no, I know I got, they got there. <laughs> Jay White is how they yeah. got there. Um, yeah, I don't know how... Selling to black non, of non-Japanese charisma. investors is how they got yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a conversation I've had off-air with, with a few people that I've had on, on the Undercard show. Is well, Let's bring it on air. Okay. Yeah. It, I, I mean, ah. for, for me, you know, Bullet Club is one of my, one of my... I came into it a little bit later. I came into it uh, when they were more faces... Um, it was right after Styles left. Um, I got on the, the Kenny Omega train and, and all that, so I got introduced to the the Bucks and and them there. But I I mean, to me, the guy who, that drew my attention more than anybody was Tamatanga, and like he was to me the most charismatic, the most enjoyable, the most the most the, the person that embodied Bullet that Club? faction yeah. more than anybody. It's, you know. to, to me, he was the guy who took the spiritual torch from Carl Anderson. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with because, that 100%. Because prior to that, Carl Anderson was, like, always... He was the Arn Anderson yeah. of the group. Yeah. Um, he was, like, the guy... But he was, like, always super unstable and, and slick about it. And to me, once he stepped out, Tama just slid right in. Oh, and yeah. he was like, I'm that, but I'm a little slicker. Yeah. I'm a little, you know... I'm a little more likable in a, yeah. in a way. Although I, I find ain't gonna Carl steal Anderson, your mom, I'm steal your girlfriend. Yeah, and then uh, your and mom's feel, gonna come with too. And I feel yeah. like Carl Anderson's still really funny and a really you know great wrestler and entertainer. He's getting paid. Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah. He he bought his uh, what third pool or whatever he tweeted the uh, last yeah. not too bad long ago. Oh, yeah. But um, I loved. I just it bothers me that that Bullet Club has just taken this cataclysmic fall from grace. Uh, you know, with with a guy like Tamatanga, who's so freaking likable as a wrestler, as a performer, whether it's a heel or a face, he did a little bit of a gimmick where he was good guy Tamatanga, yeah. and that was some of the most entertaining wrestling, so yeah. where he was yeah. trying not to actively be a jerk and not be a violent guy, not swear, not, not yeah. <laughs> where he'd scream like a twelve year old every yeah. time he'd get thrown into the ropes. I was thoroughly entertained by that, when that's usually not my bag, but because. You know of who he was. Oh, that's my that's my bag. That's my satchel. That's my carry on. That's my roller. That's, Screaming like a twelve year old girl. Yeah, Chuck Taylor, Sweet. baby. Yeah, all right, that, that is like, oh, okay. That, to no, me, that's that is fair. the pinnacle of wrestling. That's fair. I got no. I got. I'm gonna drown you in this lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mean like that. That no, like comedy wrestling. I, I do. I love sure. comedy wrestling. It was just the Tamatanga. I, I yeah. couldn't see him as that. It's unexpected. And he came into it and was like, "This is really good. I don't want him to be that character forever." And you knew yeah. he wasn't, but. Like this is really good. Bullet Club's in a good spot, and then they kind of just handed that torch over to Jay White, who, if he were a, uh, if he were a spice, he'd be flour. I, that's Bob's Burgers See, reference. I can't. I cannot take that. The other one I have is See, uh, when he Jim goes. Co- to... Why isn't Jim Cornette uh, referencing <laughs> that and See? some racist ass shit he, from 1986? If Jay White, when Jay White goes to his family reunion, he has to wear a name tag. <laughs> <laughs> There's a second one. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just like he's he's. Bland. There's, there's not. He was cool. I think when he first came in, and he's kind of that mysterious. He came back from excursion. There was a little bit of mystery there. He was, he was decent in the ring. I like the whole switch. And we're like, we're just going to shove you down everybody's throats the same way that we shoved. Uh, uh, what's his name down everybody's throat like Ghetto's gonna come out with you mm-hmm. and uh, and you're just going to you're just going to be the guy now and we're going to make you so we have an American yeah. uh, an American version of uh, what's his name and when you say we're gonna he's gonna be the guy now that's literally it you're just gonna be the uh, guy you're not, you, you an know. American version of now you do no no uh, I think that's what they tried to do with him 
Oh, I don't think so. I think. But Naito just oozes charisma. Yeah, but remember, he didn't until he went to Mexico. That's true. That's he true. was supposed to be the guy, mm-hmm. and then he, he shit the bed. You know, he was just couldn't stay over, and then he just kept getting hurt and falling down the card, and then he went to Japan or went to Mexico, and you know he and Roosh and they got mm-hmm. Los Ignobles, and all of a sudden it was he just kind of found himself. Yeah, that light bulb went amazing. off. And everything he's done since Naito, anyway, is just is gold. I love everything about him. And it's like the opposite with Jay White. He came back and I thought, okay, this is a little bit of intrigue here. I like the mystery, the switchblade thing. You know, I didn't know who he was before Excursion, you know, so I was learning about Jay White for the first time. And then about a month or two in, I'm like, I need more. You, you need to evolve this character. And it never did. And then Bullet Club, unfortunately, just... I think suffered insanely. I and mean, I think New Japan, as me as a fan, uh, has suffered incredibly be- with the loss of Omega and the Bucks and uh, Hangman Page and you know others. But I, it, you know, Trent and and Chuck, you know, I think they, I think Japan has suffered at least on the American side of it has suffered greatly. See, I think that that's the the real issue is that Okada was their Superman mm-hmm. and Naito. Naito was always. Super interesting to me because he made such a transformation, but he's always, whether he's a heel or a face or wherever L.I.J. is positioned in the kind of matrix uh, or the kind of spectrum of heel to face uh, in Japan, like he always is over. Mm -hmm. The problem with making... I think all of L.I.J. is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem with making uh, making Jay White the the Batman to uh, Okada Superman is that... Like, he can't, he can't do any of the things that make him Batman for them, you know? Like, to me, there, there's no, the edge is, is kind of why I think the oversaturation, people have kind of talked about this, this is also not my thing, but it's like why DC suffers from a oversaturation of Batman comic books, because he's no longer special. Like, he's basically... Like Tony Stark, only without the robots. Like he has right. this multinational thing, and then they've tried stripping him down a couple times, like redoing it. But it's kind of like well, when you build him up to be this thing, mm-hmm. instead of that kind of elusive, like switchblade character. Yeah. You know, when you start calling him Jay White, and you stop with any of the switchblade stuff, mm-hmm. and then like all of a sudden he's the in charge gone. of of freaking Bullet Club. Yeah. And then they brought up the like OG, and I was like, okay, let's have Bullet Club, let's have this blow up. Yes. And, and then they did anything happen? Fish off the the Bischoff of the the Bischoffing, you know, uh, like they should they have bished. had them feud. They and it should have been, yeah, yeah. It should <laughs> have been Wolfpack versus Black yeah. and White. And yeah. It wasn't. It was just kind of just kind of fizzled, you know. Which is to uh, me, time I think to switch gears. I think they've suffered greatly with. I mean, Kenny Omega was such a good uh, influence into the U.S. and into Canada and that, as far as getting fans over to their product and once i got there you know tanahashi and okada and you know following like will osprey and 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 marty skrull and all these other guys and and, and you know evil and sonata and all these guys and like, and, like and, who is the most underrated guy in new japan right now who is the guy that they should put the belt on who should get a run as the world heavyweight champion the IWGP i champion. i would argue with sonata i would say sonata to me he's i haven't watched guy. it in a couple months but from when i when i left off I would say Sonata was being built as that guy, and then they never just, they never went. He's the guy they've they've had on the the precipice. Yeah, 
because Naito's been hurt so much, mm-hmm. he's super over, and they can tie it to their own lineage because he was trained by Muda. Mm-hmm. So they can basically say, you know, he's he's trained within our system. Sure. And, but I, I just, I don't know if that, I mean, uh, maybe in Japan that would be the guy, but I don't know anywhere else it would draw a lot. I don't know. I love Sonata, but I would make a case for Will Ospreay as well. Yeah, I don't think... I, he's done everything in the junior division, and he's so good. He is probably, in my he, in my opinion, he's the, the best wrestler in the world right now. That's my opinion. It's completely subjective and... and oh, you've said it before. I know, yeah, I've... You know, but he's... Good, I have established that on this program. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just think he's, he's done everything in the junior division, and we're in this 2019, 2020 Does, range where we can, you know, weight divisions can fluctuate, and I don't see any reason why you wouldn't at least put him in that in that arena with those other players and let him... I mean, the fact that happens. they've had to go back to Okada right. and that Okada's had the belt since April says a lot about whether you're comfortable putting it in. And to me, that guy isn't Sonata. Sonata's the chaser. Evil is the guy that I love put evil. that belt on. Uh, I, because I, I, you I, could I, have L.I.J. Like, like everything's still... Uh, everything's still totally cool. And then, yeah, and then they didn't throw yeah. a little bump at the end. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, but you could have evil turn, and you could, you know, you could do all sorts of fun stuff Everything with is but, evil. But you Everything that, should be evil. You know the guy we're not talking about is the guy who actually has the shot. Abushi. I, I, I mean, that's a good point. Is it because we don't think he'll stay? To me, Abushi is, he is in the same realm as for Jay long. White for me. And I'm sorry to say that. Ooh. He's so much okay. I, I can see exactly where it's, you're coming from. It's technical prowess mm-hmm. with without having like the pulse. He just can't get his finger on the pulse. He can get people behind him, but it. it tell me a Kota Ibushi feud that has happened. Nakamura and Tanahashi. No, no. Listen. Without having oh. that story, without being able to touch those two or Kenny Omega, if you take those three people off the board, I've never seen a Kota Ibushi feud that I've been yes. invested in. I've seen amazing Kota Ibushi matches. Yes. Please don't get me wrong. From New Japan to to everywhere else. That's in Japan. a. That, I mean, you're you're saying where he actually elevates somebody else, where he elevates somewhere else, or like they elevate each other. Yeah. To me, it it's it's people kind of Fair. like needing to kind of bring him up to their mm-hmm. level. Not not even necessarily like from like he can't hang with them or he's not that popular but it's always about him as the underdog it's never yeah. nobody ever says oh Kota Ibushi I got to face Kota Ibushi yeah yeah and, and to me that's where if Kota is going to make that big trans when he made that big transmission into or transition into the heavyweight division like if you don't establish Kota as the guy and you don't give him the run like what are you doing and that's the you thing know? like he his big explosion back into that realm into that that realm of even thinking was when him and Kenny Omega got back together and created yeah. the Golden Lovers, and then Kenny, I think, I love Kota, and I he's, he's his matches are phenomenal. He's one of the best in ring workers in the world, but like you said, he just doesn't have the pulse of the of the fan base, yeah. and it always takes somebody else to kind of give him that little extra boost into that that realm of of superstardom. I Does think. New Japan? <clears throat> struggle with the fact they lack a mega single like big gaijin heel because that's kind of the backbone of of japanese wrestling in all japan and in new japan and both their histories they've both had and even noah they've generally always had at least one just gargantuan 
devastating Gaijin heel. You know, Vader, Stan Hansen, mm-hmm. Bruiser Brody, you know, Andre, you know, sure. you know a, a guy who can come in and is just dangerous on their own and feels like that threat to the Gary Albright, that threat to the belt all the time. Steve Williams, Terry Gordy, I could go on and on and on. It would add a lot more. It would add more layers and add a lot more intrigue. I mean, there's no doubt. I think. Is there a guy out there? <clears throat> Brock. Tama. Like I don't understand how you can't. How is, you Tama, is Tama? Oh, Tama a big, I, is Tama physically imposing? Yeah, I think so. I but think I think so. he's been in New Japan for so long that I think that that rub is gone yeah. at this point because he's been inundated in New Japan. Now, if he but were to go... they've had people. I'm just saying yeah. that they've had people that they've refused to pull the trigger on, and I don't... If you're talking about who would walk into the company right this second, yeah. I think Brock would be... A, and I hate Brock. My feelings on Brock are well-documented. Harper. Oh, I think he could be built as that. Because he and, looks like Brody. He does, yeah, but any and, and, American like WWE <laughs> fan, he's been torn down. <laughs> he looks like Brody. Brody. He looks like Brody Lee? No. He looks like Bruiser <laughs> Brody. Brody. Yeah. I know, but he was Brody Lee. I know, I know. But I'm just God, saying, for, for like the people Lee, who don't weird. follow okay. obscure um, independent wrestling... It wasn't obscure. Brody Lee, come on, son. That took me a minute. I'm um, but, I mean, even, like, Lance Archer had a huge G1, and he is mm-hmm. a great example of a big, physical, you know, gaijin heel. Yep. So, I can see Brock... Um, Luke Harper would, I think would be great. I, think I don't think was, Brock's ever going back. No, no. But if, if you're just talking about, in theory, a guy that would walk in day one and be the intimidator. What about like, somebody who would go? I mean, who and who could go? Who, somebody who is, is either not signed or is getting ready to leave somewhere. Besides that's a glacier. <laughs> that's a, that's a good question. Me? I can't think of anybody off the top of my because head that could walk in and be that that intimidating factor to guys like Okada and, and Naito. The only guy I can think of, honestly, is Jeff Cobb. And yeah, they've but used I, him but again, they, again, they've kind of done the same, the same thing. the same thing as Tama Yeah, he's been in New Japan, and he's gone through the tournaments, and he's had those matches to the point where he's he's not that that holy crap moment that yeah. when he walks through the screen. The, he's like not the shitty Michael Elgin. You know? yeah. <laughs> he's not shitty Michael Elgin. Yeah. No, I, mean, <laughs> I think they've turned him into that. Yeah, which, which is... Unfortunate, yeah. in mm. my opinion. The other person I could see going over there that's a big dude that has like a cut physique and could could uh, roll with. Oh, the thank you, Cody. Uh, oh, sorry. I was gonna say uh, King, but um, you know you too. But <laughs> you, you guys could be a you know I don't know. Cut physique is like as in I cut my food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to fit in my physique. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like I'm into fitness whole pizza. Now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see Deck Draper go over. Yeah, because he's a tall dude who's cut, who's a good talker, and could pull off. I think what they wanted to be like, he would be like the light version of Jay White, like light and dark side type of things. <laughs> like I think that he could come in and That's be more along the kind of Cody um, uh, line of uh, of everything. That's I, interesting. I think that that would be a good. It'd be a good step up from him from the kind of prospect tournament in ROH and. Everything that's going on in ROH a, to clear out a little bit. If, if we want a fantasy book, what 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 would happen with MJF walking into New Japan? I think oh, that it, uh, Murder Grandpa would stab him and leave him oh in the ring God, to bleed out. So can you imagine? I don't think he would last. Like, could you imagine MJF walking into Corican Hall 
the date. I'm not, I'm not saying he's going. I'm not trying to, to pretend. No, that, but I, I think he's, if you think about, but, yeah, but for everybody the, who's listening, yeah, if to that, this is legitimate. <laughs> just, <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, Kodak. MJF is going to New Japan. Confirmed. No, but yeah. just a completely fantasy booking. Walking into Cork and Hall the day after, like Wrestle Kingdom. Can you imagine him just getting on that microphone and just verbally shitting on every? And he's got the physique. He's got the talent. He's a guy that could be the most hated human being wow. in New Japan history. I th- See, I think I think that he has all of those things. I don't think that he has the. I don't think that he has the skills that uh, Jay White or Kota Ibushi have. In the ring, no, he doesn't. Uh, he definitely like he doesn't have that kind of young skills. Area. I don't know if he'd even have to off the bat. That's my problem. Is like in New Japan, you got to be able to hang. Yes, yeah, yeah. and I, I think that that's the issue I've always had with MJF. Is like he's another dude who I think might live the gimmick a little too much, but. Um, He's a good worker, but not a great worker, yes. and that's the thing I like about yes. Dak. I think I, I think he has all okay. the potential in the world to be. To is, he, is he a blue chipper? Blue chipper of the night? No, he's not my blue chipper of the night. But King Ginger's blue chipper of the night, sponsored by. Yeah, I think he is blue chew. <laughs> it's like Cialis, <laughs> only cheap and halfway. Well, for, Jr. Get him for boners on a budget. Hope's old you. wrestling folks get boners. Yeah, Conrad Thompson will tell you all about it. Boomer sooner. <laughs> hey, I, I on, think Boomer sooner. That was good. That was very I good. Think that, that worked on Thank multiple you. levels. I, I appreciate it. I do think that MJF could get over, and I think that physically he's very gifted, and he would be a asset. I think he's improving in the ring. My thing is, I wonder if his antics would translate culturally. That's a very good point. That's, I mean, I think if you're going into Japan and you're trying to bring New Japan to America um, as a product, I think he's perfect. Because I think he fits that role way better. The problem is, in America, we're idiots and we love to cheer Uh, the people that... Tell us to go f ourselves. I want Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy if we're coming to America. I'm gonna say that oh, right now. fuck off! I'll say it right now. What? <laughs> now you're just now you're just bathing in your own shit. No, hey, everybody likes the Stone their own flavor. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, here's here's one. Yeah, uh, I'll maybe segues a little bit, but what about again fantasy booking? Yeah, not pretending this is in any sort of reality. Uh, maybe the multiverse, but who knows. CM Punk. Talk about a guy that can hang. I mean, um, theoretically. Well, theoretically, yeah. Five years later. Right. I, You know, I, I think if he steps into a wrestling ring, he changes whatever company he is in immediately. Agreed. Because well, he's super polarizing um, because there's going to be people who absolutely hate him, but, I mean, I caught the... Um, videos from Monday night. Yeah. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the the heat that he got with Vince on that? And, Apparently. And, and, I, and I'll say Allegedly. Seth Rollins is an idiot. No, it's breaking here right now. You heard it from the Kodak Undercut podcast. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Oh, Vince is, is very mad. Very, very, <laughs> very mad. Very, very upset. <laughs> I think Seth, I, I, I just think he is pretty much, he's a guy who also thinks, believes his own you know, clippings. And I think he's an idiot. I, I really... Punk? No. Rollins? Rollins. Oh. I think that he's not a savvy businessman. I don't think he makes smart decisions as far as self-promotion. I think that he is... He kills himself on social media. 
Um, the best thing he could do is take some of that money <laughs> he's telling everybody he has yeah. and get somebody to handle that shit for him. I, because he cuts his own I have own a question. Um, and this uh, goes out to... And e- now he's a heel, apparently. This goes out also to ESQ in particular. <laughs> is that because he's from Iowa and people from Iowa are stupid? <laughs> oh! I mean... Get out of us, casual, Doug. In, in my experience... <laughs> University of Iowa. In University my experience, Iowa. that's oh, been the case. Go Cyclones. <laughs> oh, both of you. Um, it's my last time ever on this damn show. Uh, did you go to the University of Iowa? Are you no, I did not. Oh, I, hate, okay. I hate Iowa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa. Oh, we're okay. all gophers. Oh, stuff. oh, that's true. No, we're, you are. We're, we're joking. We're joking on ESQ because ESQ has a phenomenal uh, podcast. He does. Podcast. Yes, I've listened. I to listened them. to the preview of the Gophers game, and they're right. Like the the loss to the Gophers. Uh, it was a hard loss for the Gophers, but it wasn't a bad loss. They've lost their three games to all ranked opponents. And by a total of 14 points. Yeah, so which is nuts. Iowa has a bright, bright future in the Big Ten. And uh, here's a question. We mentioned... Is it an Iowa question? No, no. Okay. <laughs> we, we mentioned ACH. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Biff Busick. Yeah. We mentioned Luke Harper. We talked about Luke Harper a little bit, but ACH, Biff Busick, they've gone out, they've wrestled matches. Uh, uh, formerly Jordan Miles and Oni Lorcan throw them up. Um... What do you think about those guys going to Japan? I mean, they've they've been in Asia before. Uh, I don't know enough about ACH, but to? I fourth guy want to want to. If you haven't Blinged seen it, out panda yeah. dancing in China. Uh, go to Chuck Taylor's YouTube channel yeah, and God. watch the China trip. It's it like is, twenty-three minutes, and it's the best twenty-three minutes you'll spend amazing. all Thanksgiving weekend, including the ones with your beloved family. Yes. <laughs> So good. There's so many people on those in that video that are just absolutely hilarious. I mean, but so what do you guys? I mean, I I think that Lorkin or Lorkin, come on, Biff, Biff, you know, throw um, him up. I think Biff doesn't go to Japan because I think if he goes to Japan, he'll be a junior. Yeah, I, I think he stays in the U.S. I think he's he. I, my guess is he'll end up. Probably he didn't wrestle AW. in the U.S. He wrestled in the U.K. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm, makes me wonder, like, if there's he can get away with that on his deal. Well, you can. Like they've said that basically people don't take. That's how like Jerry Lawler and other people can do stuff because you can work it, but it has to be non-streaming, non-live, right. uh, not published for so long, and blah blah blah, and it can't conflict with other dates and right. so on and so forth. Am I wrong so. to think that Biff would be the one to succeed in Japan more? Or it would have then a ACH. Yeah. No, ACH. I think is because I think ACH maybe wore a mask at some point. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He, he. He. I think. He, a. Hey, if you don't want spoilers, also, that's if he, you don't want spoilers, yeah. shut off the podcast now. But don't just listen because you want to hear all of this. He was um, black tiger mask. Oh, okay. Um, when Coda was tiger mask. That makes sense. But I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, they were real good, and also that's where he got the black cannonball nickname. Yeah. Which also. Local wrestling celebrity, we also refer to as. Listen. <laughs> anyway, um, um, that's neither here nor there. How, I mean, <laughs> how about you, Nick? I mean, if you had to pick uh, Biff or ACH going to New Japan, making a splash, doing some of the things that we've talked about, like them needing. I, I think, again, everything we talk about it comes down to personal taste. Yeah. And ACH is, is more up my alley as yeah. far as what I enjoy. 
So that would be, I think, my natural inclination. I think he has so many people to work with, too. You yeah. You could have him work Osprey. You could have him work Coda. You can have him work... Oh, him and Osprey would be gold. I mean, that, that's printing. That's a license to print some some yen. I mean, I'd lo- I love Sho and Yo. Um, I'm all about Rocky Romero. I would love Rocky Romero versus ACA. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, there's so many good things that, that he could do over there, and he's so talented. I mean, we loved seeing him when he came for ROH, and I go out of my way to watch his matches when he was in, in WWE and um, that whole situation that's, thanks, that's like it did he squarely even, in the, the Jim Cornette like go fuck yourself did he even get it. that title match he was supposed to get he did he lost it he did okay was it I don't even remember it being on TV I'm sure it, it was, was but it was on, it was on 205 or, oh, uh, with, with he and Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was that on an NXT show? I completely missed it, and I think that's kind of sad because I'm gonna, I will make time to go back and watch that because I really do enjoy him. And the, you said the whole thing, the whole controversy thing is just—it's a sad way to 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 see him walk out the door because he's so freaking talented. There's so well, much potential with him. That I think I think there's a lot going on with that. I think first of all, don't make a racist T-shirt. Um, second of all, that'd be a good number one. We, don't don't put anybody in a situation yeah. where they are even looking at something that's remotely. If like you this. are looking at it and you're thinking this may possibly be viewed yeah. at as racist, if don't you, do it. If you even have that moment where you're like, this seems like it might <clears throat> offend somebody, just don't do it. Just don't. The second thing is, if you employ someone or you know this person you have in your fold has a history of having some mental health concerns. Maybe address that with them proactively and mm-hmm. be in their corner. Give them resources instead of basically being a hard line. Yeah, and yeah, go fuck yourself. Off, yeah. Right. Because then, if, if that's me, then now, hey, battle line's been drawn. And in today's modern society. Yeah, we're going to the mattresses. Yeah, maybe. we're going to the mattresses, son. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, being proactive as opposed to reactive is not exactly WWE's strong I, and, point. And you're, and you're what? a. And you're a what? Hot take of the night, Nick. <laughs> no, again, and, and not you, breaking uh, any news here. And but. now you're publicly traded. This is one thing I right. thought. Also, Seth super Rollins, very, 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 very making Vince mad. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why, pub- baby. You're was. you're a publicly traded company now. You're no longer the Vince like, of the Attitude Era. Where I can have prostitutes. Where, yeah, where, where, yeah. Not, you well, mean no, there's no, no, no train? But if you can, but if you're getting sued, you just throw Jerry McDivitt at them. Yeah. And he just tooth the nails you to death. Yeah. I mean, Turner, you hear those stories where Turner was like, if the lawsuit's $100,000 or less, just pay him. Yeah. Okay. Just, let's, I don't want to deal with this shit. I get the feeling that's WWE has turned into that. Yeah. Where they're just like, I don't want to deal with this headache. We got other shit going on. Yeah. Right. Just... Be we're going to be buying another four wrestlers next yeah. week anyway. Yeah. Right. right. These we're, contracts we are, we, are we up. Just, we're getting we them. just tried to buy Noah. Right. That's a whole nother... Ring of Honor may be under that umbrella sooner than later. Oh, woof. Woof. <laughs> Ring of Honor. A bunch of beautiful, conservative <laughs> dickwads. Well, well, here's here's one, one of these... One of these. If you take Ring of Honor as a name, one of these words does not like the other. Yeah. One of these words just is no longer the same. What's wrong with of? Yeah. Hey, hey! guess what, Michael Elgin? Hopkins still is cool. You're the dickbag, and so is the promotion that you're working Screw for. Screw Michael Elgin. Hey, um, how much more do we have here? Do we want to Do we want to swap over? Do we want to make the listeners go listen to the goddamn Undercard Podcast, the greatest podcast recorded by Nick Kodak? Don't make them do, the world? Don't make them do that. Oh, okay. You know what? Screw it. Make them do that. Yeah, make it do them. Yeah! He'll turn. 